Today is July 1st, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. That's right. Today was July 1st, the start of NHL free agency. And of course, this year was known as John Tavares Day because he was the biggest prize ever in the history of the Sally Cap era. Unrestricted free agent John Tavares, formerly of the New York Islanders, included the Bruins in the free agent process, along with five other teams, including the Islanders. And in the end, he chose to go home to his native Toronto and play for the team he dreamed of playing for as a boy, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm here to tell you why. That's a bad thing, but it's not necessarily the end of the world thing for the Boston Bruins. Sent in for a poso with Tavares. Feeds Tavares. Quick shot. Save made by the pad of Luanda. Tavares scores! Tavares wins it on a backhander. It's over. It is all over. For the first time in 23 years, the New York Islanders have won a playoff round. And perhaps the most fitting man to score the winner is John Tavares. Well, as we were saying there, folks, John Tavares did not choose the Boston Bruins. He chose the Toronto Maple Leafs, division rival, uh, a team the Bruins played in the first round of the playoffs, and now they just got John Tavares to go along with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and some other good young prospects. A few of those might have to be traded away eventually to accommodate Tavares' new seven-year, $11 million cap hit per season deal in Toronto. But obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Tavares sweepstakes and props to them. But you know what? Props to the Bruins and the other teams that were invited to the table to negotiate with them. His former team, the Islanders, the Dallas Stars, the San Jose Sharks, uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, this isn't the end of the world that these teams missed out on John Tavares. They should be proud that they were invited to that table. And, as far as the Boston Bruins go and being proud, they need to be proud about that and the fact that, you know, they're in this position. Uh, after three years ago, they're coming off two non-playoff seasons in a row. Don Sweeney has done an amazing job, as I pointed out on clnsmedia.com, the latest Bruins buzz. Uh, he's done an amazing job of positioning his team where they're not only set for the future, he retooled on the fly, as promised, and they are set for the future, and they can also compete now, as we saw when they made the second round of the playoffs this past season, and getting to the table to negotiate with John Tavares. A superstar was very interested. He sought them out, not the other way around. John Tavares sought the Boston Bruins out and invited them to the table to see if maybe they were a fit for him to sign a new deal with. And that in itself is a huge accomplishment. And I credit Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, and their staff and the likes of Scott Fitzgerald, uh, Scott Bradley, uh, and the amateur scouts, who all working together right now, have the Bruins as one of the best positioned teams right now to be a Stanley Cup contender and for the foreseeable future. They are in a position right now where they could bring in a guy like Tavares and not mortgage the future. And they're still in that position right now. And I can tell you right now that they are utilizing that position as they are not done, they may take a little break, as Don Sweeney told the media on Sunday in a press conference. They may take a little break around the 4th of July here and kind of regroup and circle the wagons back. But the trade winds may start blowing now, as Sweeney pointed out. And I'll tell you right now, 
The Bruins, from numerous NHL sources, have been and will continue to be very much in the trade sweepstakes for Columbus Blue Jackets forward Artemi Panarin. Panarin trying to cut in, scores! Game winner in overtime! What a goal by Panarin! Who was made available by Columbus in the past couple of weeks because he is not signing an extension thus far. They haven't been able to even come close to an agreement. He has one year left, and the Bruins are very interested in acquiring him. Obviously, they'd love to lock him up, but he would be that winger they need. They tried for the Kovalchuk up front. They weren't able to get him to fill that top six winger need. They're looking at our Timmy Panarin, and I am told as well from other sources that they are looking at Jeff Skinner, who's available from the Carolina Hurricanes. Give back by Simmons. Sekera locked. It's loose. Skinner swoops in. They go down. Trust. Now Skinner. He's and they'll look into other trade options. So, look, it's not the end of the world that they didn't get John Tavares. I think they made very good moves in signing defenseman John Moore. I don't know if I would have given him five years, but they got him at a very reasonable cap hit, all right, at 2.75. And then they bring in for the same amount of cap hit for two years a good backup, possible slash starter in Yaroslav Halak. Let's not forget, guys, Halak has had some very good streaks and has experience being a starter, and also in the playoffs and winning in the playoffs. I know it was many moons ago with the Montreal Canadiens in 2010, but don't forget that run he took them on before they lost to the Philadelphia Flyers in the conference final after beating the mighty Penguins at that time and also the mighty Capitals. Uh, this guy can steal the show in games. He has that capability. I think it's a great potential move, uh, you know, for who knows. Maybe it's a starter down the road. Who knows if Tuka Grass struggles? Maybe Yaroslav Halak can do what Anton Dobin did and actually seize the starters role, not just push for it. We'll see. I think it's a great situation to have for the Bruins. They now really have, in my eyes, a 1A and a 1B. Circling back to more there, they got that left D with size that they wanted. They also got a guy who can really skate the puck. Uh, does he need some work? Yep, but I think he'll find it here in Boston and he'll, he'll improve. Again, I wouldn't have given him five years. I'd probably give him three, but I like the deal. And now, I mean, all signs point to likely Tory Krug being on his way out. It's not because I think they should trade Tory Krug. It's not because the Bruins want to trade Tory Krug. But for salary cap reasons, with Charlie McAvoy and some other guys coming up at the end of their entry-level deals next year, they might even try and, uh, you know, extend McAvoy now. We'll see what happens. They, they, they do have that ability to do it. So that could be something to keep an eye on in the summer. But, you know, Krug looks to be the odd man out. and we've reported here before that they have had talks with the Edmonton Oilers in a deal that could have sent uh, Oscar Clefbaum back to the Bruins. But now that they had that right, I mean, excuse me, that left D uh, with some size and the Kent skate and a guy like John Moore, uh, maybe they just use Krug to get that top six winger they need and, and maybe learn the likes of Panarin or Skinner. We will see. But I can tell you this right now. If you're a Bruins fan, Yes, you should be upset they didn't get John Tavares. Yes, you should be upset that a division rival in the Toronto Maple Leafs got John Tavares. But you should still be very excited about the present and the future of the Boston Bruins. I'm Jimmy Murphy. This has been a special quick hit edition of the Bruins Beat because we had to give you a reaction to the John Tavares signing, to free agency, and to what the Bruins might do from here in the offseason. You've been listening to CLNS Media Network. On the next Bruins Beat, we're going to bring in Mark Diver of the Providence Journal 
So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us.